It was a ugly, ugly game, but Justin Herbert and Mike Williams found some magic late, and the Chargers absolutely stole a win from the Tennessee Titans. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined, as always, by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together for six seasons now, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen today, and to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel, especially so you can get the early post-game shows like this one when we go live, and you can also follow the show for free wherever you get your podcast from all the time, but... This one feels great, David. The Chargers. Yes, it does. In an ugly way, right? It was not a, a pretty game by any means. But the Chargers found a way to win late against a good AFC team, a banged up Titans team, but a game they really needed to win. I mean, a gigantic win for the Chargers in the grand scheme of things in the playoff picture. And Justin Herbert coming through clutch again. It feels like just yesterday everyone was talking about how he wasn't coming through and throwing fourth quarter interceptions well he proved the downers wrong again today a throw to mike williams which really won this game for the chargers and then what about the defense we're talking about finding hope in this chargers defense once again without their two biggest stars defensively the chargers defense comes through with a super admirable performance like almost a perfect game outside of two drives what they were able to do in this game especially against derrick henry an obvious weakness against them and then the offense still up and down but mostly down in this game i mean still some concerns there the offensive line still doesn't look good too many stretches or at least one gigantic stretch. You score on your opening drive. You don't score again until the fourth quarter. We have all of that to get into, but it was a huge win, and that's the main thing. But this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. David, another game-winning kick by Dicker the Kicker, right? I mean, that was awesome to see. And Justin Herbert coming up with a magical throw, right? 20 seconds left. While he's rolling out, throws a cannon of a ball to Mike Williams down the sidelines, who all he does is make acrobatic catches in big moments, and you see how much this Chargers offense missed him. And Cameron Dicker makes another you know, clutch kick after the Chargers do a delay of game, and everything is going crazy towards the end of that game. Most importantly, though, Justin Herbert comes through clutch again, and the Chargers pull off a gigantic win. And Justin Herbert stays even keel. Even after throwing two interceptions earlier in the game, he did not allow that to shake his confidence. He went back out there when the team needed him, when the Chargers needed him to come up clutch. He did that. On that final drive, he was fantastic. He created that extra time to be able to throw that ball up to Mike Williams and for Mike Williams to go do what he does, and that's be one of the best, excuse me, the best jump ball receiver in the NFL. He did it again. He set up that that fantastic man, Dicker the kicker, to hit his third game-winning field goal of the season, his second with the Chargers, and the Chargers pick up a massive AFC win in the month of December. Yeah, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it, David, right? It was an ugly offensive performance. Oh, yeah. Like, you go to have that scoring drought was really, really hard to watch. You had more drops. You had some killer penalties. Justin Herbert throws one bad pick, and then obviously yeah. you get another weird play in back-to-back <laughs> weeks. A ball batted back into, in, into the field of play for an interception that takes points off the board before Insane. the half. 
I mean, it's just the Chargers attract all of the weirdness that goes around anywhere, right? It always finds its way. It's always going to be interesting. One way or another. But I did think, I mean, that was very telling. I mean, for Justin Herbert, look at what he's at. I mean, he had that drive, the field goal drive last week against the Dolphins that really put that game away, made it a two-score game late in that one. Right? Yeah. And he has the Cardinals game where he takes them down the field, gets the go-ahead touchdown and two-point conversion in that game. And it was just great to see that. I mean, they had the ball 48 seconds left, no timeouts. Right. To be yeah. able to orchestrate a drive like that and make all of the right plays, not just check it down and, you know, waste time like that to go. Everything's yeah. to the sideline or just a big chunk, which should have even been out of bounds. I mean, Mike Williams. Yeah, he, he got definitely out. got out of bounds. His elbow yeah. landed out of bounds on that should not have been a running clock. But the Chargers, even with a delay game, I mean, still find a way to win that game late. And I think that was super telling for Justin Herbert to have the interception. Right. I mean, one bad interception, yeah. one fluky interception and to still be able to do that. And for the Chargers. This is gigantic because, David, yeah. every other team that they're really jockeying for position with in the AFC lost this week, right? Yes, I mean, they the did. The Jets lost. The Patriots lost. I mean, even the Ravens lost earlier in the week. So, like, this was gigantic. An ugly win is an ugly win, David, and there's a lot to fix in this one. But you can't overlook just how big of a game this was in the grand scheme of things for the Chargers with how this played out this weekend. When you looked at these two games before this season started, you said, man, that Miami Dolphins game, that's going to be tough. Oh, man, that Tennessee Titans game, man, that was another game that's going to be tough. And guess what? The Chargers win both of them. And at this point in the season, it's almost incomprehensible to be able to tell you how much these wins are worth. They are yeah. an invaluable during this stretch of the season. The Chargers with their you know two most difficult opponents – they take them both down, and now they just have to continue to handle their business and hopefully continue to get healthier as they make this stretch run. Exactly. I mean, they could get a little bit healthier, but it's going to have to be like, – they still have to be better because, I mean, this oh, is yeah. a win that keeps them right there, right? Puts them in the sixth seed in the playoffs right now, and now they're yeah. one game behind the Baltimore Ravens, and we'll get more into kind of how those tiebreakers and stuff work if they are to catch them and they still don't have Lamar Jackson back. Right. So like now that yeah. seems super attainable at the end of this season. Whereas, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I felt like the, you know, the sky was, the falling, sky was falling after yeah. the, the loss of the Raiders. But I think the problem is David is with as good of a win with as important of a win as you saw here today, you still aren't super confident that the Chargers are going to win out down the stretch. Right. It's not a super yeah. convincing win in that fashion. And, they're going to have to be better if they want to be able to run the table. I mean, they beat two good teams, a really banged up Titans team that was missing a lot of guys. Their offense should have performed way better. But it's just yeah. at this point, do you have faith that they're going to be able to win these last three games when you know they absolutely should? They will be favored in every game from here on out. Yeah, I mean, de definitely it's it's hard to fight that urge to say, oh, the Chargers are going to charge her down the stretch. But, I mean, before these few games here, we knew that this was going to be the difference in the Chargers season. If they were going yeah. to be able to come out of this stretch and, you know, even win one of these games, they win both of these games against teams with plus 500 records. And Hey, they're not always going to be pretty. They're not always going to uh, end the way that you expect them to, or want them to, but, Make no mistake, these are two high-quality wins that really change how you should look at the Chargers going forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to have my questions. Like, it, it's just yeah, by be no like means was it perfect. No, for sure. I mean, there's there's not going to be a, a game I'm going to go into comfortably this year, even with games yeah. against the Colts, the Rams, and the Broncos, right? And a couple of yeah. decent defenses, but I mean, you know, team just gave the biggest comeback 
in NFL history and the Colts coming up next week in another game, the Chargers should absolutely win. And you want to have confidence that they're going to do that. But at the same time, offensively, to see another drought like they had today, defensively, obviously giving up a late touchdown, but really having a, a remarkable performance considering who they were missing yeah. in this game. And I think the one thing that could give you hope that they'll be able to be in all these games and have a chance and win these games coming up is the fact that for the second week in a row, Brandon Staley's defense got it done, right, in a big way. The Chargers, I mean, it's a, a low-scoring game. Obviously, the Chargers had so many chances to pull away in this game and really credit their defense for what they were doing. Yeah, they gave up a late defensive touchdown or a touchdown defensively, David, but this was a great performance. So I want to talk about that and just how the Chargers came into a game where they should be good defensively against a banged-up Titans team. But most importantly, they went out there and they actually did it. You heard all the talk, Staley's defense, right? This is two weeks in a row, and I think that gives you some faith. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. One of the things that really helped me during the pandemic and something I got back to was going to therapy, and it was so nice to have that burden taken off my shoulders. And one crazy thing about life is it doesn't come with a user manual, right? You don't know what life's going to throw your way. Being able to use something like BetterHelp can help you get through and not only help you get through and help you with things that you're happening right now and all the traumas that you might need to talk about or just having a rough day or week or whatever, they give you the skills to help you cope with the things that are going to happen as well, right? To make you better in your everyday life, to be able to you know, solve the problems that are happening. So you're thinking about those therapy sessions that you have, but one of the things that really separates BetterHelp from pretty much any other therapies, you can do it completely online. You can get whatever therapist you want. If the first one's not the right one, you can make sure that you're finding the right fit for you because I know that's super important with therapy. And this is something that is also really great. Things don't happen on schedule, right? So you can't always wait for the next Thursday to talk about something with someone, right? They're super flexible at BetterHelp Online. You can always talk to your therapist in the chat as well. It is something that is really revolutionizing the game. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, make sure to try BetterHelp because I think it's a great option. With BetterHelp, it can take a few tries to get it right. They will find the right fit for you. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. I also need to tell you guys about LinkedIn jobs, especially because this hiring season, this holiday season, it's going to be tough to find hires. Make it easier on yourself with LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs because LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. My wife uses LinkedIn jobs every day as a recruiter, and she said it takes less than two minutes for her to create a new job post and a free job post with LinkedIn jobs. All you have to do is put your job post up and you can add the hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. so You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. You guys, it's important to finish the year strong and it's hard to do it around the holidays. This is your ticket to finding the right fit so you guys can end the year on a high note. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Back to the Chargers defense, which for the second straight week kind of balled out for a lot of this game. I mean, yes, they give up a late touchdown, David, but it's hard for me to think of this game as anything other than a booing performance by a team missing its biggest stars. Absolutely. I mean, you look at this game and, hey, they gave up two touchdowns the entire game. 
And you know that coming into this game that there is a monster on that sideline by the name of Derrick Henry. And, you know, Derrick Henry played pretty well in this game. He had 163 yards from scrimmage here and 104 of that on the ground. But the Chargers did enough on those early downs to be able to kind of mute or limit his effectiveness and did not allow him to fully take over the game. He took yeah. over a couple of drives. But for the most part, the Chargers defense was there to slow him down and force Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball more than he wanted to. And that learned and that turned into a lot of success for the Chargers defense. Yeah, I mean, there's a few things. I mean, I think getting, you know, the stops that they did get in the running game. Yeah, they got gashed at times. And there was two drives where, I mean, he got pretty much whatever he wanted. One of them, they literally only went to him. He had all 63 yards on their first touchdown drive. And it's like, why aren't they doing that? Every single time, time, right? Just handing it to that dude consistently. (laughs) But, I mean, the thing is, is you see that five yards per carry for Derrick Henry, but, like, that's actually less than what the Chargers have just given up to everyone not named Derrick Henry so far this season. So I think for them, that was a really good performance. And I think to see it happen in back-to-back weeks gets you to buy back in a little bit, right? I mean, there's going to be questions about Brandon Staley and his defensive guru-ness and all of that. And the Titans were missing (laughs) Traylon Burks and were super banged up on their offensive line as well. But I thought the biggest thing was, David, they were getting pressure and they were doing enough in the running game. Four sacks for the Chargers in this game. Kyle Van Noy coming up big with a sack. Chris Rumpf coming up big with a sack. And I thought that was a Massive. huge part of this game that no one really has been talking about much was those two guys as that other guy that's not named Khalil Mack coming through and the Chargers getting pressure for most of this game and getting off the field when they needed to. Yeah, the, the pressure was fantastic from the Chargers. And man, there, there's been not enough games where we've been able to say that they have gotten close. And this game, they didn't just get close. They got after Ryan Tannehill a lot in this one. And it was from guys like Chris Rumpf, who hasn't really done much as a pass rusher all year. But he had one of the biggest sacks of the entire game. Probably the biggest sack of his career, Daniel. I mean, I think it, it was was when well, the context was to, important because yeah. what happened when he got that sack was he got a sack that got them off the field, but it also pushed them out of field goal range. Randy exactly. Bullock ends up missing the 50 plus yard field goal almost directly because of that play, David. They took points yeah. off the board there for sure. Yeah, that's why that was so, so fantastic to watch from him because we know that he's got that ability. I mean, he has the ability to to really get around the edge and, and bend the corners, and he did that beautifully on, on that sack. Also, shout out to Joe Gaziano for getting a sack. Drew Tranquil getting his fourth sack of the yeah. season. The pressure was, and hey, Cleo Mack got close on an, a number of different occasions as well. They really made things very difficult to allow the Tennessee Titans to throw the ball down the football field. And, you know, the pressure was the biggest reason why they couldn't do it. Yeah, and I mean, it sucks for Khalil Mack because he gets a tackle of Ryan Tannehill one yard after he crosses the line of scrimmage, right? Yeah. And that ends up going down as just a regular tackle and not a sack. But yeah, I mean, I think what you saw the Chargers successfully do in this game is use Khalil Mack to get opportunities for other guys. Yeah. And those other guys coming through in their one-on-one opportunities, which you absolutely need them to do. I mean, that was yes. not a good offensive line they were going up against. No. But the Chargers are also missing their best pass rusher, right? So we'll call it yeah. even there. Because this Chargers defense, again, David, I think the most impressive thing this team could get Joey Bosa back. Obviously, you're doing you say that with you, you're holding your breath and everything like that, but like they're facing the better offensive weapons the last two weeks than they'll see the rest of the season by a lot. And they have yeah. those two performances without those two guys. So it's like if you can get these guys back, if you can get Derwin and Joey back, which I'm not gonna, you know, push all my chips in the table and say he's coming back next week, but right. there's a chance, right? And that's what gives you if they defense can keep playing like this, the Chargers can run the table. And that I mean, I don't yeah. even think that's that crazy. 
Yeah, well, the pass defense has really been consistent for, for the last several weeks. I think they've really kind of gotten in tune, and it's phenomenal, phenomenal news for the Chargers that Kyle Van Noy is starting to click. Like, it is starting yeah. to click for him as a pass rusher. So now, if you get Joey Bosa back, and hopefully he's in in you know good shape and he's healthy and he's going to go out there and do Joey Bosa things, then you really have three legitimate guys that can get after the quarterback and you can really get creative and really get fun on the defensive side, harassing quarterbacks. If you got three guys you can count on to get pressure. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, just having your best guy would be crazy. I mean, to, yes. to get him back. I mean, cause the thing is, is as this game's happening, you know, it's a flawed team, right? And Oh yeah. You're going to need to be better and more consistent down the stretch, especially if you want to actually do something in the playoffs, right? It's one thing to yeah. make it. It's another thing to try to win some games in the playoffs. So they're going to need those guys back in the playoffs, but they're going to need the rest of the supporting cast to keep coming through the, the way that they have without them. And I think the growth yeah. that this unit has shown with their young players having to be thrust into positions that they're not used to and having to come through in back-to-back weeks is going to do wonders for the rest of these guys when Derwin James comes back and when Joey Bosa comes back, because it's not like those two guys are going to mess anything up, right? Like those guys are going yeah. to be in addition to what you've kind of built over the last two weeks. That's super encouraging. What maybe isn't as encouraging is the Chargers blowing up on the sideline at the end of this game, which was kind of weird, David. I mean, Sebastian yeah. Joseph Day, Drew Tranquil going after each other after a huge sack by Drew Tranquil, who totally derailed the Tennessee Titans drive late in the game. That was interesting, I, I, and I think everyone's either on the side of, like, I love to see the passion, and everyone's like, what's happening here that's not a good look for this team? Yeah, I mean, when I saw that, I was just like, what's going on here? Like, the, you guys just made a big play that really, you know, it, it helped impact the direction of the game, and you guys, I mean, are sitting there fighting on the sidelines, screaming and yeah. yelling at each other. I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. And, hey, I know those guys are both, you know, they're both fiery guys. They both love the game. They're, they're sure. both you know, very, very outspoken and very loud. And hey, we, we don't know what happened. You know, we, we don't know why that, ha- you know, why they are having that type of conversation on the sideline. But um, I mean, hey, hopefully they, they don't allow that to kind of erode what they've started to build and that they can, you know, kind of enjoy this win and be able to capitalize that and continue that momentum going forward. I mean, hey, families fight all the time, right? You know, yeah. me and you, we, me and you have disagreements. Okay. Sure. It, it's just part of having, you know, being part of a, a family and the chargers, hopefully they are a, a team that is a family. Yeah. I, I'm not super worried about it. I, I mean, it looks back as they immediately go up and give up, you know, the game tying touchdown drive with a yeah. couple of big boys. Yeah, not a good up, right? But I don't think that played a part. I think it was the offense failing to kind of sustain drives at the end of that game that really killed the chargers defense on that final drive. Right. And put them in a bad spot. I think that yeah. fights like that happen. Sebastian Joseph Day yeah. is one of the biggest leaders on this team, maybe the biggest vocal leader no outside of Derwin James on that side of the ball. Drew Tranquil is up there as well. It shouldn't be anything. If this was happening every week, okay, maybe it starts to be a problem. Yeah. We haven't seen it much. I like to see the fire. I like to see that these guys care so much, and it's showing on the field. I mean, this was yeah, a, a gritty performance by the Chargers defense. <clears throat> maybe we'll hear more, and we'll obviously talk about it if more kind of comes out around it, but like, yeah, I don't mind. I don't think it's that crazy at all. You know, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's an it's just, anomaly. It's not something we've seen a whole lot this year with the Chargers. I feel like, you know, this is a pretty close knit team. Yeah, it does seem like that. It seems like the guys like each other a lot, but, and we'll see, you know, but I think that was yeah. a super encouraging performance by this Chargers defense. And just another thing, you know, I'm back to back wins, stacking these confidences, stacking these successes, you know, on top of each other. That's how you yes. become a more consistent team. Obviously, though, 
there's going to be a long way to go, especially for this Chargers offense, who I thought had a brutally disappointing performance for most of this game against a defense where Justin Herbert should have absolutely shredded them. So we're going to talk about the ups and downs of the Chargers defense coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy app, and that is Price Picks. What I love about Price Picks, guys, is just you versus the Price Picks projections. I mean, I think when you're wanting to do daily fantasy football, there's one of the things that always pops up is, hey, you're picking a lineup, right? And that's the whole way to do it. And then the other guy might have the exact same players, or you just don't know who you're going to be playing against with Price Picks. You find the matchups that you like, and you go up against the Price Picks projections. Probably had to go less than for some of the Chargers in this one, but Justin Herbert still ends up throwing over 300 yards somehow in this game, even an underwhelming offensive performance. But that's the kind of things you can do, more than or less than on Justin Herbert's passing yards, Austin Eckler's receiving yards, Keenan Allen's receiving yards, Austin Eckler's rushing and receiving yards. There's so many different things. And the other great thing, too, is when you're not watching the Chargers, it makes the game a lot more interesting if you have some prize picks selections in that you're going for and watching and rooting for. I know me and David do that, and it always helps when the non-Chargers teams are playing as well. And it's not just football. It's NBA. It's NHL. It's golf. It's MMA, college football. Whatever you're looking for, you can find it at Price Picks. And Price Picks is my favorite daily fantasy app. So go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKDOWN. You put in 100, they will give you 100. If you put in 50, they will give you 50. So make sure you go to Price Picks and don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for that instant deposit match up to $100. Well, David, I think we talked about a lot of the fun parts of this game, at least in the first two segments, but we can't pretend also like the Chargers offense wasn't hugely frustrating and, and, and get a feeling that this game probably shouldn't have been close, right? I mean, the Chargers defense didn't let Derrick Henry take over the game, but the Chargers had limited possessions in the first half and only scored on one of them. And just in this game, we're not able to cash in on all the opportunities that they had, right? Weren't able to yeah. cash in on the interception by Nazir Adaru, which was great to see him getting in a pick, right? And then you throw a pick right after that. But this is the biggest thing yeah. for me, David. <sighs> you get an opening drive touchdown. It's great. You score with four minutes and 25 seconds left in the first quarter. You don't score again until 10 minutes and 25 seconds left in the game. Another terrible third quarter. You don't do anything in the second quarter after a weird play takes some points away at the end of the half. And it's just the way these drives are ending, right? It's drops. Right. It's yeah. OK, let's throw a five yard route on third and six and throw it one yard short of the sticks. Like it was very, very frustrating for a giant portion of this game. How inefficient this Chargers offense was. Yeah. And penalties also slowing down drives. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, too many lulls going up a, against a defense that was horrible against the pass and very, very maligned. They are very injured. They have a lot of guys out. I mean, their injury report this this week was uh, like a mile long. It, it was, you know, and, and hey, it's not every day you see a team have a longer injury report than the Chargers. OK, they've been very, very hurt all season, but there was no excuse for the amount of times that the Chargers had to punt in this game. They punted seven times. J.K. Scott got a lot of work, and that was with uh, Coach Daly going forward on fourth down on multiple different occasions. Twice, yeah. So it just it it just does not make sense to me why they did not throw it deep a little bit more. And yeah, the offensive line was not good in this game. Okay, I think we have to be honest uh, with ourselves. There was a lot of pressure again in Justin Herbert's face. He got sacked three times, and that did derail a lot of the drives that the Chargers had in this one. Yeah, and I think the thing is in the kind of argument against that specific part is. 
the offensive line hurt them, but you also put the offensive line in way too many obvious passing situations, right? Yeah. And that has to do with play calling too. And it also has to do with drops and getting behind the sticks. And what I talked about all day on Twitter, right? It's just like, this team feels like it wants to live for third downs and it drives yeah. me insane, man. Like it just, yeah. it feels like they can't wait to get to third down. And that's just a dangerous game. that's always going to come back to haunt you eventually. If you keep on throwing, you know, five yard passes on second and six, five yard passes on third and six. And then you have to, you know, go for fourth and one, just so you can come up and throw it short of the sticks again and have to punt it anyways. Like it's just incredibly frustrating. There's no one place you can put the blame on. Right. But I think, yeah, the play calling has to be under question. I think this was another game where it's like Joe Lombardi has to find the right buttons to pick in the third quarter, right? It's been two, over yeah. two months since the Chargers have had an opening drive touchdown or just a touchdown in general in the third quarter. Like the third quarter is terrible. The offensive adjustments aren't getting there. You have drops and things like that. But if you're airing it out, like the one thing we saw all day from this Chargers offense is when they were going down the field, it was working, right? I mean, yeah. you have the play to Mike Williams at the end of the game. That wasn't the only one you had. Place to Donald Parham where you're throwing past the sticks, getting him in space. The spacing just isn't there. I mean, they ran the ball effectively in the red zone. And I think that's something we yeah, can talk did. about in, in a positive manner, right? And they made yes. some adjustments in the red zone. Yeah. But they weren't moving the ball at all in the 20s, which was in incredibly frustrating. And then you also have, you know, a Justin Herbert interception. But like, I just think that we're seeing the cap of this offense and we're seeing that, hey, this offense can be good. This team can be good, but it just doesn't feel like it's getting any help from its play calling. And I think when you live with those play calls where you're doing so many short passes, you're putting yourselves in third downs, you're going to get drilled by sacks because teams know you're throwing on third and long, right? What else are you going to do? Yeah. You're also going to be putting yourself in a situation where one drop totally derails a drive, where a batted pass totally derails a drive. And you're just asking for perfection on these plays. And these plays are not worth what you need, you know, the perfection for. And it's just really frustrating, even in a, you know, giant win for the Chargers. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I, like like we've talked about, we know that this this Chargers offense, you know, we just expect a lot more from it because we know what it is capable of doing. We've seen the explosive effects in spurts. It's just not been consistent enough, and you want to see it more often because you know it's there. And the yeah. play calling has a lot to do with that. I feel like you know they they Joe Lombardi has not been really doing the Chargers any favors. In, in, you know the last couple of weeks, Justin Herbert has been you know fantastic when he's needed to be to put the Chargers in position to win. So we just want to have the play caller enhance Justin Herbert. And you know, hey, why don't we get him on the move more? I mean, it seems like every single time that dude gets on the run and makes a throw, he's completing it 20, 30 yards down the field. It has to yeah. be a staple of the offense going forward but yes i think we have to acknowledge the red zone offense they get in there they run the football effectively they score it twice and by the way austin eckler scored his afc leading 14th touchdown in this game that's from espn got to give credit to that guy he is an absolute animal he is running ridiculously hard in this game joshua kelly also running with some good power in this game that those are there are some elements of this offense that we want to see going forward. It just hasn't happened on a consistent enough basis. Yeah, and like it just feels like it's close to being so much better, right? Like it feels yeah. like there's just a few little things they could do to where this team should be putting up 28 to 30 points a game. Like they should yeah. be doing. It. I mean, the one thing that sucks is that the offensive line Rashawn Slater's probably not coming back to all the playoffs, right? From everything we've heard so far, and probably they have their guys out there today. Right. And Matt yeah. Filer got whipped a couple times. Right. The guys are getting beat in the middle. And it's just like 
that it's hard to have a ton of faith in, especially because that was not a good Tennessee Titans pass rush, right? It's a pass rush no. that had four sacks in the four games leading up to this one and take down Herbert three times in this game and really affected many more plays than that, right? But I think that the red zone offense running the ball six straight times and putting into the end zone, I thought was huge, right? Showing some physicality. Yeah. I mean, Austin Eckler getting those big runs at the end of the game. But I think that's the frustrating part, right? On the go-ahead touchdown drive, you're throwing it down the field to Keenan Allen, right? Something happens, yeah. he's going down the sideline. You get a rub route where it's freeing him up for a deeper pass, and he catches it, and it totally changes everything. You go get the go-ahead touchdown right there. And it's yeah. like, why are we not seeing that more? Like, it's impossible. Yeah, you can't. you're not going to be throwing it down the field, but like, to have plays like that and then continually go back to the, okay, second and six, let's throw it in the flats and see if we can get four to set up a shorter third down. Like that stuff's infuriating, right? And the other thing yeah. that's infuriating and the thing I think will catch up to them is just not being able to put teams away. You have some bad teams coming up on your schedule right now. You yeah. do. You're going to have to put them away because if you let all these games come down to the final minute and miss field goals, right, and things like that, like you're going to lose and you're going to trip up in one of them. The Chargers had two separate times after their go-ahead touchdown to go put this game away and they couldn't again. Yeah. And that's another thing that scares me is just that inability to separate is something that hopefully they can find in these next three weeks. Cause they're absolutely going to need it. Yeah, they are definitely going to need it, but Hey, it's not all doom and gloom. The chargers are eight and six. They are the sixth seed in the AFC playoff picture coming off of two phenomenal, fantastic, incredible wins, incredibly important wins on their track to the playoffs. And we can actually start getting excited about talking about the playoffs because of the way the Chargers have played in December. Okay, I know there's some things yeah. that they have to work out, but at the end of the day, they won both of these games and they are yeah. the six seeds. So there's a lot to 100%. be excited about, a lot to be happy about ton you know and this is obviously just our frustrations because like we want this team to obviously do bigger things and just make the playoffs of course yes but yeah i mean keenan allen was great i mean the one target he didn't catch he should have gotten he took a big hit and he dropped it right would have been nine yeah. for nine for like 100 yards for keenan allen this game mike williams the mike williams down. effect i mean donna parham getting back involved in this game that was great to see him running right that giant dude i mean there's a lot of things to like I mean, Justin Herbert, again, just making some ridiculous throws in this game. Yeah, he missed some throws as well. He had one bad pick, but I think it's like probably the second actually like bad pick I think I've seen him throw this year. One of them, yep. and because that's the other thing, right? The Chargers offense doesn't get any help either because they throw it up. They try to be aggressive, go for a touchdown instead of a field goal before halftime. The Roger McCreary, the cornerback for the Titans, jumps up, bats it back into bounds, inbounds for the secondary of the Titans to intercept. Like that was just insane. Of course that happens I mean, to the Chargers. Credit to them. That was a great play. Of course, but like with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I mean, Josh Palmer still playing well. Like there's a lot of reason to think this team can do better. It's just they have to work out those kinks. And we want to yeah. see a more exciting offense because that's what's going to be able to carry this team down the stretch when they really I mean, now if they win it out, they're in the playoffs. Right. And they're at least the sixth seed. So that is really good yeah. for the Chargers, obviously. And there's a lot to be excited about. And we'll continue that talk and kind of how these tiebreakers and things work tomorrow how the chargers can get better right and fix some of these issues down the stretch we'll be getting into it with the chargers buy or sell tomorrow with the biggest overreactions and storylines but until then to make sure you guys don't miss the show thank you for watching us on youtube make sure you're subscribed to the locked on chargers youtube channel you can also find the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you can find us there make sure you're following us there and rating and reviewing we really love that as well but Thank you guys for coming and watching this show. What a win for the Chargers, beating two teams that we did not think they were going to be able to beat and being right there. We have something to root for down the stretch of the season. So as much as I can get frustrated, 
this is a very exciting time. And thank you guys for sharing in it with us. If you guys want to make sure you don't miss the show, you can also subscribe or you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. You can also find the show on our Instagram at LockedOnChargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page as well. Thank you guys so much on this special post-game edition for making us your first listen. If you guys need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today, where they're giving the biggest highlights away from around the league from every local expert that they have out there, like only Locked On can. And there were some crazy games all around the league. You're going to want to get you know caught up with all the craziness. Thank you to the Raiders. I guess uh, this is a it was a weird day, but everything the Chargers needed to happen, everything else outside of their game went great as well. They found a way to steal a win from the Tennessee Titans. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow with Chargers by yourself. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.